Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. You're listening to Dare Press Morning Bible Study. My name is Promise, and we're glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us the opportunity to be inside of you, Lord, and that you bless us and give us everything that we need, Lord, and show us things to come, Lord, so that we're able to prepare, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you for sending your only Son, Lord, and just giving us your grace and mercy, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the Word and specifically in the book of Ephesians. This morning, we are moving forward in Scripture. We're still in chapter 2, but we're going to cover verses 14 through 22. So could I please have a volunteer to read that section of Scripture, please? I will. All right, Layla. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, as is our custom, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you might have. So, who would like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles. What the Lord was sharing and sharing with me um, this morning was that He was pointing out to me where we see that um, how Jesus was putting to um, join together the two flesh not flesh but the two different beings that we are once a part of and the lord was just showing me um how that correlates to our own lives is um <clears throat> excuse me mm-hmm. the lord was correlating it to something that you and mommy always say dad you tell us that we um were once inside the flesh in which our soul was the one driving the bus and then there's the spirit who was like a little candle but was snuffed out until we come to the lord and then it was lit, and the Lord was just showing and sharing with me was that when Jesus died on the cross, um, most times we thought it put away one. We thought it took care of one so it never rise up again. And something that you and Dad always tell us, Mom, is that we have to constantly making and be striving for perfection in that area. It doesn't come naturally. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was just showing and sharing with me is that the same is true here. While he ended enmity in our members... And he gave it to me, um, correlated to me in various forms. One being an example of a military. While there may be peace 
between two nations, sometimes skirmishes happen between them. That doesn't declare full war, but something may happen. And the same is true in our own lives. Do we have to constantly be aware of the little things that try to stir us up or try to put one above the other or try to um, dominate us and how we have to be willing to subject our soul to what the spirit wants. The spirit wants the things of God and to do the things of God, but we have to train the spirit to do that. Um, And as the Lord was describing it to me, he began to show me in my own life the areas that I had thought I was doing it something correctly. I was doing the right actions or doing the right deeds and the Lord was just showing me that um, for some of it it was just my soul wanting the praise or the acclaim that came from it or came from being seen or people saying that I was doing something correctly and that's something that we have to be conscious of as well Um, we have to be doing what the Lord wants us to do because that's what he did has for us and what he wants us to be doing in the moment not necessarily because we want people to be seeing us um, I know that's something that we talk about often, but the Lord reminds me at times because I'm liable to forget or to not necessarily apply it in the moment mm. when it needs to be applied. And the Lord was also reminding me of how when Paul was talking about peace between the two, um, he, the Lord was reminding me that we're not supposed to be trying to combine what we want with what the Lord wants. That's not what's mm-hmm. going on. It's not okay, Lord, I'm at peace with you, so you take some of my stuff, Lord, and I'll take some of yours. Peace means that the Lord is in control. He's the Mm -hmm. head. It's not a dual membership of, okay, Lord, you sit on the throne on the right hand, I'll just sit to your left, and we'll have joint sovereignty over everything. So I have a question for you, sir. (laughs) Yes, Dad? Um, What are the two that you're talking about? Dad, what do you mean? Is it the soul and the spirit? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, I'm asking because while that is implied, that's not all that's being discussed here. All right. This is a continued thought, if you will, that is being written saying how we were once Gentiles. So of the nations, of the world. But now because of his blood, right, we the blood of Christ, we've been brought near. And the Lord has made, if you will, what once was two people, two two groups of people, Jews and Gentiles. Those that have received the Lord, his grace, his mercy, that he's their God, he's our God, right? Those Gentiles that have chosen and made the Lord their God and they are now his people, or he's our father, and we're his children, are also grafted in. And we have become one. Okay? Yes. Not that they are... I'll say it in this way. The Jews, those that believe in Jesus, are, yes, our older brother. Okay? Yes, Like an older sibling, older brother or sister. Mm -hmm. Like an older sibling. Mm -hmm. And there is a place of honor... And respect and all that that is is due and given, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then again, do we not all receive the same blessing and the same benefit? Yes, Dad. The same yeah. promises, yeah. being in the family of God. So what he's writing about here is when you bring things together, right? Look at any household. 
when it's just you, well, you, well, you three don't know that so much, right? Because you have an older sis- sister, right? Yes. But when, if you're the oldest, it's just you for a time. Mm-hmm. And then when another child comes in, well, things change a little bit, right? And some, some of the ways where it was needs to get worked out because room has to be made for the other child. Sharing has to occur. Sharing has to occur, mm-hmm. right? All the love has to occur from, between the siblings as well, not just from the parents, right? Yes. Care, compassion, yes, demonstrated in sharing and a, and a number of other ways, right? Where before that wasn't the case. It was just the oldest child and they could soak up and suck up all the love that there was, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Everything if you will, well, I'll say in the natural, was about them, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? They didn't have to wait or exhibit patience and all these other things towards their sibling because there were none, but now there are many, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So there's a change that must occur, but also because now we, and and just like any any child, this part you will understand, enters into the family, they do get a lot of attention and focus, right? Yes, initially. Initially, but it's not all about them either because there is an older sibling and and there may also be a younger sibling eventually, right? Or younger siblings, right? Mm-hmm. And the family may continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And all those same lessons that the oldest child learned about sharing and love and patience and right is now being learned by the rest of the family. So everyone has to go through these same lessons. It's in a slightly different way, but there's still love and honor and respect given. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And, and that's yes. what he's writing about here first as a spiritual thing, but then also as a natural thing saying, Hey, there's no more barrier. There's no more barrier between Jews and Gentiles or Jews and the nations. We have all been grafted in. Those that have chosen Christ as their Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. And in Christ saying that he is the door, he is the way, the truth, and the life, Amen. it correlates with what um, is written here in verse 14. For he himself is our peace. He is the door that all have to come through. He's the door for the Jew. He's the door for the Gentile or the nation, right? Every believer has to come through the name and the blood of Jesus Christ to enter the family of God. So no longer is there a, what it what appeared at one time to be a door of preference, which it wasn't. It wasn't a door of preference per se, because God is no respecter of persons. And if he respected persons at one time, but then chose not to anymore, then that would mean he was inconsistent. And we know that God is not inconsistent. However, the standard was put there so that we could also understand the cost and the weight of sin for everyone. And by the standard, I mean the Mosaic law was written so that we could have a visual articulation of what the penalty and cost and the weightiness of sin is, right? And what the cost is to avoid it, to cover it, and to pay for it. Because without it, people really didn't understand 
good and bad, good and evil, right? Sin and righteousness per se, because there was no clear defining of it. What is God's standard? What goes against him? And to know it on a broad scale, one or two might've stumbled upon it in certain ways, but to, to know uniformly what God requires to be, to walk in righteousness and holiness, what that looks like, but also how sin is ever present and needs to be dealt with, with a, a finality and a propitiation that could only be provided by the blood of Jesus. So the, the law of Moses pointed us to Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life by highlighting what was going on in the spiritual realm around us that humans weren't fully aware of. Amen. Job, for example, had no idea that Satan was looking to sift him and devour him, that Satan had been prowling around his territory, chomping at the bit to get in and to steal, kill, and destroy. He didn't know that. But Clearly God neither did Peter. Exactly. Peter didn't know that the devil was waiting to sift him as wheat. Cain didn't know that sin was at the door and his desire was to have him, right? But he should rule over it. God told him that in that moment, but then not until the law came about did we know that this applied to everyone across the board, right? The priests that went in and and took care of the things happening in the, the temple weren't excused from it. Neither was a little baby born fresh out of the womb. Eight days, you better get in here and get circumcised. Yes, right? mommy. Because all flesh was affected by sin nature, everyone was subject to sin, but without God pointing to it and going, here, pull the covers off, let's look at this. And let's look at what the required payment is. It, it needs blood. And bulls and goats can only do a temporary thing, but the blood of the lamb slain before the foundation of the world is going to knock it out forever. That's eternal. (laughs) Eternal, right. But, and you have to choose to come underneath the blood, right? The children of Israel could have refused to offer sacrifices for their sin on the annual basis or, and as they, they also had to offer it moment by moment as they went. They had, as they went, sacrifices and the annual sacrifice that was for the nation. But without that, who would have known what the weight of the requirement was? So God is saying he's putting, taking away this, this template, right? Because the, the door has come, his blood has been shed. And now there's one gate for everybody to come in through. Yes, mommy. So the separation has been removed from the people and the way of their, these people know what the, the requirement is. And these are stumbling onto it, hit or miss one by one, because the Lord declared that there were sheep that were not of this fold that he had to bring in. (laughs) Abraham again was not a Jew. Jews came from Abraham, but he did not come from Jews. He was not one himself. He was a Chaldean. Right. But yet. Grab that by faith. Amen to that. Amen. And we see declared that those who are of faith like Abraham are actually Abraham's seed. So as Paul is talking to a myriad of layers, the division within you, having your spirit darkened, the division of people groups, right? And talking about the division of the kingdom of um, us being separated from the heavenly kingdom because of sin. Now we have a way to rejoin permanently. And we're just walking that out. Yes, mommy. All right. Promise you had something? Yes, mommy. Okay, go for it, darling. And mommy, as you talked about how the Lord is our peace, the Lord also reminded me that it's not just a one moment that when we get saved that 
we have peace is continual. Mm-hmm. And how a lot of people, especially inside the body of Christ, they think that when they get saved or they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that that's the one glorious mode that they should have. But then everything else is haywire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Lord remind me if that's not how it should be. And he remind me of the Lord's prayer where it says on heaven, sorry, on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And which means that we shouldn't be looking, while we should be looking forward to rejoin the Lord, we should, our life on earth should be so miserable by our own choice that that's the only place that we think we have refuge. While the Lord is our refuge, the Lord also wants to bless us on earth. Right. We have a future and a hope to look forward to heaven. And he means for our time on the earth to be good. Now, that does not mean living in the lap of luxury in palaces and flowery beds of ease. And there's never a challenge or a struggle. It doesn't mean that. It means that while we're here and when the struggle does occur, we've been assured victory in Christ Jesus. And um, he is with us and he'll never leave us or forsake us. We're not just left to the plans of the adversary. And I'd like to bring um, our attention to verse 19. Where it says, now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Mm-hmm. And the Lord reminded me of what the Lord said in the beginning. Whatever he did, he said it was very good. And then fast forward to Hebrews 11, uh, verses 1 through 3, it talks about faith in what is invisible and what is from God will always end up inside of good. This me paraphrasing it. Let me just flip there. Well, I can read it to you. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. This is Hebrews 11.1. 1, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are, which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Amen. Thank you, Mommy. You're welcome, darling. And how that the Lord can only do good, and if our words have an because our words have an effect on what we happens inside of our lives, if we're always pronouncing evil over ourselves, that's what's gonna happen. And the Lord reminded me of how a lot of, um, like I said before, that a lot of times we believe that. We, uh, we're only supposed to have this one glorious moment. The rest of our life is inside of havoc. Mm-hmm. The Lord reminded me of how a lot of times when we verbalize that, that's exactly what's going to happen. And now we constantly have to be um, pronouncing life over ourselves. And that's also what comes with what comes with the Lord. And he reminded me of a citizen of a nation. They have all the benefits that come along it, mm-hmm. especially inside of um, the United States of America. You can't um, disregard certain rights because of anything. But you can't violate others' rights. However, because they have the same rights you have. They, and for every nation, it's whatever rights the citizens of that nation are afforded. Right, but you still have to say something when your rights are violated. Mm-hmm. If I'm okay with my rights being violated as an American, it's my right to forsake that right. If I don't want to exercise it, it's my right to exercise it or not. Right of free speech, right? If I want to say something and someone tells me to be quiet, I have the right to go, you can't do that. I have the right of free speech or to be quiet. I get to choose. 
So us being king, kingdom heirs and kingdom citizens have to remember to enforce the rights that we have, not taking it by um, self-vengeance or violence, but by going to um, using our words to be consistent with what God's words say in our prayer life, to petition the king on, on our own behalf when our rights are being violated and to bind into loose, um, to bind the adversary and cast him out and loose the Holy Spirit to come into the situation and help on our behalf. We have to speak up and say something when our rights are attempting to be violated. Yes, mommy. Mm-hmm. Yes, mama. Promise. Go ahead, sweetheart. Oh, mommy, that was it. Oh, okay. All right, but it's up to us. Amen. To know our rights and to make a claim on our rights. Exactly. Uh, doesn't you say to do that? Occupy until I return. Amen. Okay. So, you've been given legal ground and standing, and authority in the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You have already received rights and benefits and blessings, and so. Occupy them, enforce mm-hmm. them here on the earth. Okay? Yes, Dad. Yes, Dad. Amen. All right. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for the things that we have inside of you, Lord. We just thank you that it surpasses all things that we can make in ourselves, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for the grace and the mercy that you have poured out on us, Lord. The grace that you have given us to do your will in this earth, Lord, and to accomplish it, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you have taken us into your house, Lord. That you have allowed us to be your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.